0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. Welcome to you. This is Rev. K. Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries. And this is today's episode 94 of our Truth Tidbits as we continue reading through the Scriptures each and every day of the year to see what God will have for us. And today is especially special to me. Um, And that's because it is at the time of this taping what we consider in the Christian church and celebrate as Resurrection Sunday, the day that our Lord Jesus rose from the grave. And I've been doing a series of messages called Passover Passion, and I will continue with a couple more, two or three more uh, lessons of that. Hopefully later today, even those can be up and posted um, and then I want to pick that up and continue on with some other special messages as well. But Resurrection Day is when we celebrate Jesus' resurrection. You know, we don't serve a dead Savior. I don't serve a dead Savior. My Redeemer lives. My Savior is alive. He is alive today. He was dead. He is the one who was dead and now lives and lives forevermore. Hallelujah. He lived he died and he rose from the grave and conquered the grave. That's what we celebrate today. Hallelujah. And in Revelation, we see him. We see him in Revelation chapter 1, the risen Lord, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. The one who was alive and was dead and now lives forevermore. Praise God. Praise God. So I want to talk today just briefly we'll get into more about the resurrection in the Passover Passion series but in just my reading today i picked up in second peter and i want to read in second peter we're only going to read one verse because in this one verse there's a lot that we want to cover and then we're going to go to some of paul's writings and see how the two just fit perfectly together in second peter chapter 1 verse 1 it says this Simon Peter a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our god and savior Jesus Christ just one verse but there's a lot packed into that one verse and i want to talk about that today peter this is the second epistle that he is writing and we have to remember who peter was peter was one of the first disciples that jesus ever chose he was with him for the whole three and a half years he was the one we typically sometimes he gets a bad rap and sometimes he deserves it because he was kind of the foot in the mouth Type, you know, no, you're not going to wash my feet. No, you're not going to die. You know, and Jesus had to correct him several times. But he was also the one that got out of the boat and tried to walk on water. And he did for a season. And he was also the one that when Jesus said, who do you say I am? Peter said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. So. We have to understand Peter is wonderful and I love how the Bible gives us all the good the bad and the ugly of of the people that are included in the Bible because we can identify with them and most all of us can identify with Peter. But let's think about who Peter was. Just a short period of time before the writing of this epistle <clears throat> I don't know maybe maybe 10 years maybe I don't know I don't remember exactly what year Um, second peter was written but it hadn't been very long peter had denied the lord denied even knowing him even cursed and said and swore and said i do not know the man but then the bible says that the lord saw him made eye contact with him the rooster crowed the cock crow came about and he went out and he wept bitterly peter wept in repentance and that's proven later because when the the women, when Mary comes back, Mary Magdalene, she runs to John and Peter early that morning, resurrection morning, because she had been to the tomb. The stone was rolled away. The tomb was empty. She saw an angel there. She runs and she reports about the empty tomb. And so Peter jumps up, runs. He and John run to the to the tomb. And Peter looks in, and Peter runs on in and goes in. The Bible says he leaves perplexed. He didn't know. He couldn't understand. Maybe he left scratching his head, so to speak, until Jesus appeared in person later that same day. And Peter saw him, saw him for real. And Peter knew Peter was an eyewitness to the resurrection of Jesus. He was an eyewitness to the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He was an eyewitness to the ascension of Jesus Christ. He was an eyewitness to the restoration that Jesus' death can bring to forgive sin. Because you can read that in John chapter 21, where a short time after Jesus rose from the dead, he appears for the third time. To some of his disciples, Peter is one of those. That's the time when he asked Peter, he says, Do you love me more than these? And Peter said, Yes, I love you. And so he asked him three times, canceling out Peter's three denials and restoring him to favor and telling him that he had a job for him to do. And so then we come along, and when Peter was in the upper room, after the ascension, Peter was in the upper room. The Holy Spirit of God came, and Peter was the one that preached a powerful sermon on that day. Three thousand were saved. And then we continue to see Peter's effectiveness in bringing many souls to the kingdom, in many souls to the Lord Jesus Christ throughout the book of Acts. As we see his effectiveness only growing and more and more people Coming to know Jesus and the the work and miracles that God did through him. So Peter is writing here and he tells us, he says, what we now have is what he knows to be true. He says that we have obtained. That word in the Greek is talking about to, to have been assigned by lot. In other words, in the days of the Bible, there was a casting of lots that was done for certain decisions. Um, You know, it wasn't quite, I don't believe it was quite the same as flipping a coin like we might do today. You know, heads or tails kind of deal. But it was a way of determining something. It was a way of allotting or assigning something. And a determination was made. So this is the Greek word that Peter's using here. We now have been designated, or it's been allotted to us, assigned to us, like precious faith. In other words, the same belief and faith that all Christians share in that it is of equal value and price. Because we all believe in the one Savior who died for our sins, There is no other Savior. There is no other name given under heaven whereby men can be saved. So we have a faith and a belief in the living Savior that is of equal value and price. I've often heard that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. In other words, everyone is on equal footing. No one's any better than the other. In God's kingdom... There may be different ranks and different roles that people have. Obviously, a pastor of a church is worthy of double honor and the elders and so forth. The Word of God tells us that. And they have certain roles and they have more responsibilities, perhaps. So we understand that. But as far as our standing before God and our standing at the foot of the cross, we have obtained, we have been assigned and allotted to to have and to share in equal faith, equal value. It's the same. And we have been able to receive this and be allotted this and assigned this through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to talk about those two words for a minute and then we're going to look at Paul's writings. That word through... It it denotes a fixed position. It can be translated in or in the fixed position of. It speaks of the instrumentality. I love this, how one of the um, commentators, one of the dictionaries, mentions how it's through a relation of rest, not striving. Do you know that in the Christian faith, There are plenty of other false religions and other false religions and and things that people can be involved in. But in all of those, you have to do. You have to do something. You have to try to earn enough points, enough brownie points. You have to hope that you've done enough good. You have to hope that, that your good outweighs your bad or whatever it is that you're believing in. It's a do. It's a doing on your part. But the Christian faith says, no, we don't do. He did. It's done. Jesus cried from the cross not long before he breathed his very last breath. He said, it is finished. I've paid the debt. The debt of sin you can never pay. You can never, ever earn your salvation in truth and in reality. I've got to tell you the truth. Those other religions might tell you something and they might lead you to believe something, but it's not true. There's only one way to salvation. Jesus said, I am the way because he is the only one who could be perfect and the perfect acceptable sacrifice to God on our behalf. He's the one that finished the work. He's the one that paid the debt. And so it is done and there is a rest For the people of God, I would encourage you to look up Hebrews chapter 3 and 4 and read about the rest of God. The the Jewish feast of, of Sabbath, that's a weekly feast, that cessation of work is a reminder to them of the rest that we have in Christ's finished work. We believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ, and it's because of that that we are saved. We're not saved through any effort of our own, through any striving of our own. It's only because of Him. He did it all, and He paid it all for us. And so we rest, and we have this beautiful, equal value faith with all other believers through and in the fixed position of the righteousness of God, the justification that God gives to us, the justice of, of god has been satisfied see we have to understand that god is a holy god he is love he is mercy he is wonderful but he is also holy and sin and rebellion against him is an abomination to that it is an insult it is an offense and it must be paid the bible says without the shedding of blood there's no remission of sins The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. Adam and Eve in the garden brought upon all of mankind ever since. All people ever since the curse of sin. And we are under that and we are sinners. You don't have to teach somebody to sin. It's in our nature. It's part of who we are. That's why, you know, children even growing up will will be selfish or whatever or sassy or whatever. All of that is part of that sinful nature coming out. And we have the honor and the privilege as parents and grandparents, grandparents to correct them, to help them, and to draw them to Jesus. Because for all of us, He is the one who can save us. But the righteousness of God has been satisfied. That justice that God demanded, has been satisfied because Jesus died on the cross. And the resurrection of Jesus Christ is God's approval. It's his vindication to accept the payment that was made on our behalf. And therefore, the holy God, in his justice, can sit upon the throne and decree us righteous in his sight. That's the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's what Peter is talking about here. That's how we've obtained this beautiful allotment and assignment of this glorious faith and new life and deliverance. Praise be to God. I want to go now to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I'm going to be closing with these verses that I want to read. As we begin to close out, I'll make a few comments, and then we will close with these scriptures. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 17, it says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is, or she, is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, "...and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now therefore, we, me and many others, we are ambassadors for Christ." Every Christian is an ambassador for Christ. "...as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God." There is a pleading that every minister, every true minister, the gospel of Jesus Christ is pouring forth today with the call that's the call of God he's calling out to everyone he's calling out to everyone who will believe come and be reconciled to God how do you do that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and the finished work that he did to pay for your sin and you receive that you repent of your sins you ask him to forgive you he comes in he washes you clean makes you a brand new creation just like it was talking about here reconciles you to God so now you can stand before the holy God through the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus you can be declared righteous you can be assigned this uh, same equal price and valuable faith that we all stand in by this grace that we stand in because of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross God is pleading through us verse 20 now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us we implore you and every minister of the gospel every every true christian is going to be imploring others come to Jesus Christ be reconciled to God become acceptable to God through the work that Jesus did for you verse 21 for he made him for he god made him who knew no sin, Jesus, to be sin for us or to become sin for us in the sense that he took upon himself the, the sin of the world when he bore it on that cross. That we, the reason, is so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That we might become The righteousness of God in him. In other words, that we might be able to be acceptable to God. And now stand in a right standing with God. So he continues on. Paul continues on. Chapter 6. We then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says... In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. If you are hearing this message, you can sincerely call out to the Lord right now. You can cry out. You can repent of your sins. You can ask his forgiveness. You can receive him and the finished work that he has done for you. And you can also be made the righteousness of God in Christ and now stand acceptable to him. The call is going forth. The call is now. Today is the day of salvation. You and I are not promised tomorrow. Do not wait. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Don't procrastinate. You do not know if you'll have another chance. Call upon him today. Now is the the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. Will you respond? God is pleading through us because he loves you and he wants you to be made righteous and acceptable in his sight. And enter a wonderful life, brand new life, and a new relationship with Him. I pray that you will hear the words of this message. You will take them to heart and respond accordingly. And if you already know the Lord Jesus Christ, I hope and pray that this has been a reminder to you to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Go forth to your job, to your children, to your family, to your extended family, to your um, neighbors, to whoever God will send you. Whoever God will bring across your path. Be an ambassador for Christ and plead. Plead with them and implore them to become reconciled to God and made righteous in his sight through the finished work of Jesus Christ and their faith in that. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Truth Tidbits. God bless you today. In Jesus name. Amen.